Hello, everyone. This is Rasa with a favor to ask before we start the show. If you love listening to You Must Know Everything as much as we love making it, please recommend it to a friend, family member, coworker, classmate, teacher, babysitter, anyone and everyone in your circle and beyond. Word of mouth recommendations like yours make the biggest difference. And one more thing. We now have a You Must Know Everything online store with amazing and exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs, including, of course, kid sizes. Please follow the store link on our website, youmustknoweverything.com, to check it out, show your support, and spread the love that way, too. Thanks so much, and on with the show. Hi, Dad. Hello, Rasa. How you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Glad to hear it. Are you ready to know everything? Yes, I am. Okay, let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about the pleasure of challenges and why people love them so much. Challenge me. Hmm. My theory is like this. It's satisfying to win. Who doesn't like winning? Yay, you've won. But if you win at something easy, you're like, okay, I've won. But it gets boring pretty fast. If you win at something that's semi-hard, you feel a little bit better about it. But after a while, it doesn't feel like much of an accomplishment. But when you do something challenging and you complete it, you do it right. It feels so good. It's really fun to win at something that's hard. Can you give me an example? Yeah. One time, not too long ago, we mountain biked up a mountain in the forest by our house. It was really hard. There's expert mountain bikers there that had their little fancy water bottle pouches and backpacks, and they were huffing and puffing, and we were huffing and puffing, and it was really hard. And then we got to the top. There is an amazing view. You could see everything. Knowing that I'd done that, knowing that we'd done that, it felt so good. You short sold the struggle a little bit. Remember the middle? What happened? I was not happy. My bike fell over, and then I saw it went uphill for so much longer. I just thought we'd never get to the top. You were sweaty. You were thirsty. You said, "Is it longer to get to the top now or the bottom?" And yet, I think that it was the difference between that low point emotionally and that high point emotionally. That high point, literally, since we're <laughs> on the top of a mountain, that was what made it so satisfying. It's not just that it's challenging; it's almost so challenging that you want to give up at some point, but you don't give up, and you keep going. That seemed to make it so satisfying for you. You even wanted to quit at some point. That's yeah. a show of how challenging something is. And then, of course, when you're going down, it goes all downhill. It's so nice. It was like miles past in the same amount of time it took us to go a block before. <sighs> yeah. So, how do people find that balance? Between something that is a worthy challenge and something that's so hard that they feel like giving up, or is 
that what you should be looking for? Things that are so hard that you do want to quit and throw your water bottle and shake your fist at dad. What's the right way to know that you're on a path that's worth it and you should keep going versus one that is too hard or too easy? Well, it depends. You have to think, why am I doing this? Because while I was thinking about giving up, I did want to go to the top. I did want to reach the top. I really wanted that. So that's a big part of it. Even if it's really hard, do you want to get there? Do you want to do that? And if you do, then I'd say go for it. And maybe it will be too hard. Maybe you will fall down and throw your water bottle and go back. Maybe you'll try again and get it. Or maybe you won't. But I think if you try to do something really hard, like want, one way or another, it'll work out. Are you ready for today's poem? I sure am. It's called A Gift of Godparents by Bonnie Buckley Maldonado. My godfather, Lou, were his world champion bronze rider buckle to my baptism. Kitty, my grandmother, ran branches and fought fires. When she was close enough, she would cut me loose from the nest of rose ribbons my mother wove for me. I was older before I knew that most women in the 30s didn't run branches, and most ranch foremen didn't crochet roses. She let me slice potatoes with the butcher knife and eat more than my half of the choke cherries we picked. All day I followed her, tried to do what she did. She said the work was easier with me there. I loved the evenings most. Close to the cook stove, caramel ashes falling near her crochet hook, her blue eyes telling me that I could be a rancher. Not a rancher's wife. Powerful ending. May I read it? But of course. A Gift of Godparents by Bonnie Buckley Maldonado. My godfather Lou wore his world champion bronc rider buckle to my baptism. Kitty, my godmother, ran ranches and fought fires. When she was close enough, she would cut me loose from the nest of rose ribbons my mother wove for me. I was older before I knew that most women in the 30s didn't run ranches, and most ranch foremen didn't crochet roses. She let me slice potatoes with the butcher knife and eat more than my half of the choke cherries we picked. All day I followed her, tried to do what she did. She said the work was easier with me there. I loved the evenings most. Close to the cook stove, Camel ashes falling near her crochet hook, her blue eyes telling me that I could be a rancher, not a rancher's wife. I like that. What's the message you get from that poem? That she's a really awesome godmother. Back then, girls weren't supposed to be ranchers or fight fires or do stuff like that. But her godmother showed her that you could be just as strong as any man and do just as much. I really like the line, and let me eat more than my half of the choke cherries. Do you have an elder like that in your life? 
Yeah, my grandma and grandpa are really awesome. They'll read me books while I draw and teach me the right fencing moves when we're sword fighting with grass sticks. We try to do a good job telling you you can do anything. Ah, uh, yeah. We give you plenty of choke cherries, but we have not yet let you slice potatoes with the butcher knife. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah! Bring it on! segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I do. It is from a family. Aunt Sarah, Mom Laura, and son David, who is eight. Their vexing question is, why does the point of a flame go up and not down? Whoa. That question just Blew my mind. I'll look it up and get back to you. I'm back and I'm going to answer to David, Laura, and Sarah's vexing question. When a candle burns, the flame warms the air close to it and the hot air starts to rise. As the hot air goes up, cold air and oxygen start to take its place. When that cold air heats up, then more cold air comes and so on. This creates a never-ending circle of sorts, which is why the flame is shaped like a teardrop, and also why it always goes up. It's like the candle makes a hot air balloon for itself. Huh, exactly. But be careful, you wouldn't want your fire to get carried away. Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool You Must Know Everything merchandise, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know. <laughs>